Hey, I'm Eugene Driscoll of ValleyIndy.org. Welcome to Naval Gazing, our weekly podcast. Today we're going to have a great give preview. That is our topic, and I'm going to try my best to stick to that topic. I don't have a script in front of me. I like to ramble. I'm high on coffee. And with that, I'll introduce Ethan Fry. What's going on? He's the other reporter here at ValleyIndy.org. That's two of us. That's everybody. Mm. We do the marketing. We produce podcasts. We're we're editing audio, self-taught. We take out the garbage. We do do that, yes. That's it. And we report the news. Write it, edit it, all that good stuff. And May 2nd, May 3rd, we need your help. We need people to donate to keep the Valley Indie going. We don't want to become the next Evening Sentinel or Valley Gazette mm. or Oxford Gazette or Valley Times. These are all publications that were once here and now or not. I'll edit this part out. But, I mean, thanks to the support of readers over the past few years during the Great Give, that has helped us out. Uh, last year, I think I think the past couple of years, we've gotten about $10,000 when you add in all of the prizes and everything. It like works out to about... A rough amount, basically. Yeah, it's about, it's about ten grand, and it's you know we're talking about a $140,000 budget, roughly. That's what uh, we it's need to keep going. a significant portion, yeah, yeah. So, so we're, we're hoping to, uh, you know, get even... A, a bigger percentage of that this year, hopefully. I'd like to see us, yeah, if we could make, if we could raise $15,000 during the Great Give, that would be a huge shot in the arm. And just in terms of our financial outlook, we've uh, got some foundation grants that are expiring at the end of 2017. That money has been spent. So right now, at least, it's looking grim for 2018, mm-hmm. although we have uh, applications pending. In 2016, we worked with a business consultant uh, thanks to uh, a foundation grant to try to look at ways we can diversify our revenue and, and make some more money. It's tough. You know, we're a two-person outfit, the Valley mm-hmm. Indy. Uh, we, we're both reporters. We're both editors. We work all the time. It's hard to get that uh, fundraising done. We, we've been more aggressive. But even, uh, you know, it was nice to have an outsider come in, someone who specializes in raising money for nonprofits. And he basically said, you know, you can do what you do, but you're always going to have to rely on readers and foundation grants. You're always going to have to rely on those uh, donations and the kindness of strangers to keep you going because uh, the way we're set up and uh, the communities we cover, it is not, you know, the streets are not necessarily paved in gold. Uh, There's not a huge economic base to uh, support the media like there was in the 70s and 80s when the Evening Sentinel was around. Yeah, yeah. So, I, mean, I mean, if, if, if you could make a profit doing journalism in the Valley, somebody would be doing that. Um, right. And they had been in the past, but aren't anymore. So it's And there's it's a graveyard. You self-evident. Know, there's a basically. metaphorical graveyard. If you look out the window here, uh, 158 Main Street in Ansonia, Valley Gazette, no longer here. The patches or nothing. They're basically content farms. They tried. Mm. Oxford Gazette, no longer in existence. The Valley Times, mm-hmm. no longer in existence. So that's why, you know, we're trying it a little different. We're, we're doing it the nonprofit way, and we're asking you with everything in our hearts to donate May 2nd and May 3rd. You know, and just in terms of just a quick example of, I think, of things that we do differently, things that have never been done in the Naugatuck Valley. I'll just, this is a podcast. You know, we do it every week. We've done it for a long time now. We get thousands of, of listeners of, the, of this thing, which are hugely grateful 
for. We did a roundtable discussion before a charter revision vote in Derby. We had five or six people come in here and talk about it, sort of debate the issue. Mm. Charter change. I mean, that's like not the most compelling topic. You know what I mean? It's not going to generate massive page views, but it's something that needed to be covered. And, uh, you know, we did. And it got a couple of thousand listens, you know, which was good. It was a success. Cost about $600 to put that podcast on. We had to go out beforehand, buy microphones. So news costs money, and we can't do those things. We just did an Ansonia downtown economic development roundtable where we had three public officials come in and, and talk about uh, a plan to hopefully recharge downtown Ansonia. You know, we didn't just print a press release, put our name on it. We asked them questions. It was unfiltered. We didn't edit any of it. Mm. And that's the type of coverage that has never been done in the Naugatuck Valley. You know, we, we, we interview people and write stories all the time. That's been going on forever, but there are new ways to deliver the news, but it needs your support. It needs reader support. And it's, yeah, it's more than just, you know, rewriting a press release or something like that. Although, you know, that we, we publish press releases, people send us and share good news that they have, of course, but you know, it's a lot, you know, we try to, we try to, uh, you know, really sink our teeth into something. That's a terrible cliche I just used, but, but but your your point, but that's is, you know we try to I go in depth. You know. We're not just doing podcasts and doing that. We're also printing your press release about you know an Earth Day event in Seymour and how you can help clean up the woods. We do that as well. Uh, so it, you know, but if there's a fire, we're there in the middle of the night. If there's a you know that tragic accident in Seymour a few weeks back, you know we were there, literally there until two or three in the morning. We came back. We wrote more stories the next day. We followed up on it. We kept you informed. You, you're our editors. The, the readers are our editors. We answer your questions on Facebook because you help us deliver the news. We don't know what to deliver unless you tell us. You know, we're not a bunch of guys sitting in a back room smoking cigars and planning the uh, the day's news. Mm. We react to what you tell us. That's why online journalism and uh, new media journalism is better than the media media previously because we can be so responsive. To readers, that's why you know there's a lot of hours here. Uh, you know, I, I we're not making a killing in terms of money. It affects you know. It's hard to coach my kids' soccer team when I have this commitment. Uh, so, but I love it, and it's because we're responsive, and I, I do love the concept of, of talking to readers all the time on social media. You know, it's yeah. not just a place where we get you to try to click our stories. So there's that, you know, and just the one thing before we go on, I'll also just point out, we didn't just cover that tragedy in Seymour. You know, we there, we were there, we showed up when the family was literally praying on the steps on 5th Street. Mm. Uh, you know, 300 people there. I didn't, there, there was some TV there. Uh, I, we were there, you know. You don't just report on uh, the crash itself. You show up and you, you, you we're human. Mm. So, and I live in Derby, you live in Shelton. So anyway, that's my great give uh beg i guess <laughs> i'm always angry i'm getting here and i'm getting angry because i thought by this time you know we launched in 2009 and it's a miracle even here but mm. i thought we would be on easy street at this point because we're providing uh, a service that no one else is really doing uh the way we do it but that hasn't happened so we need your support during the great give may 2nd may 3rd starts at 8 a.m may 2nd now we don't when we do the great give we don't just beg for money we bring in other nonprofits. We tell you, here is how you can help. Mm-hmm. And we'll be doing that. We're going to have about 20 or so nonprofit leaders come in during the Great Give. It's going to be live on our Facebook page. You're going to watch live video. 
on facebook.com Valley Independent Sentinel. You're going to get to learn about these nonprofits, what they do in the community, and how you can help. Uh, we also try to make it interesting, you know? We'll ask, we'll ask some wacky questions. Mm. We'll be doing it all day. I don't know. In years past, we did 36 hours. We would do. We would stay up straight through the night. I'm not going to promise that this year because I think uh, we've thought about it more and more. And when we stay up straight through the night, it's sort of a disservice to people who come in for the day two interviews mm. because we're hallucinating at that point. So we'll, we'll just play it by ear, I guess. Yeah, we'll, we'll stay here as long as we can, but I think it's important for us to get a little rest and to come back Wednesday morning with our batteries charged. But we're going to go uh, online that day. Oh, I realize I have the wrong document open. I've got the uh, most read stuff. We're going to go online, I think, May 2nd. We'll start about 7.30 a.m. It's about a half hour before The Great Give actually launches. Uh, and then uh, we'll have uh, our first guest is going to be first selectman Kurt Miller is actually going to come in. Uh, and, and the goal of this great give, in addition to telling you how you can help area nonprofits, you're also going to get an idea of what we do at the Valley Indy. So Miller's going to come in. He's going to talk about the Seymour budget vote because there is a uh, budget vote school and town about a week after the great give. Mm. So he's going to uh, talk about that because that's what we do, local news. Then at about 10 a.m., we're going to have a representative from Adams House, a relatively new nonprofit from Shelton, come in. That's going to be uh, 10 a.m. At 11 a.m., we're going to have Treasured Time in. That is a, a nonprofit that's essentially sort of like a Make-A-Wish Foundation, but for adults, mm. uh, families. You know, and then of course during this there'll be prizes. You know, we'll announcing uh, if you give what if you hop on one leg and donate five bucks right now, you can make us qualify for another million dollars. There, there's something uh, like that happening. Then we're gonna have the United Way on at two p.m. Tuesday, first day of the Great Give. Three p.m. We're gonna try this year to do some remotes. I think within the industry parlance, uh, basically go out to other nonprofits and. Uh, do some broadcasting from, you know, to get out of the office, I guess, during this uh, 36 hours of giving. I uh, don't want to be cooped up in here the entire time. Um, so we'll be doing that tentatively. Uh, we have a spot with uh, center stage on uh, on uh, the afternoon of May 2nd um, that, you know, they're still planning it themselves. They're always uh, very well uh, participated in the 630. 630. Okay. Yeah. That's the first day. The first day, right. Yeah, right. and just so people know, like what we're doing here in the office of the Valley Indy office, we're going to have a webcam set up, and then we're going to have a camcorder set up to my computer, so that'll be that. And then when we leave, when we take it on the road, like Ethan's saying, I don't know if this is going to work. Mm. We don't know if any we'll of this see, is going to yeah. work. But you know, we're going to be armed with a cell phone camera, we're going to do Facebook Live, and we'll be uh, talking to center stage and watching their, them dance around. Uh, dressed like I think a snow princess may make an appearance. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, they'll be giving performances at a, at a pizzeria, right? Isn't that what they're doing? I thought it was at their their thing in Shelton. I'll I'll firm that up before. Yeah, the, that's information we might want to know. We should know where they're going to be and what they're yeah, doing. Probably it, that would stink if we. Well, he, he, well, like you know, I, he, the the people at Center Stage were like, you know, they're they were in the middle of planning this, so like they said, you know keep checking with us just to make sure so, if yeah. i remember last year they did something that was like pizza with a princess where you could for 25 dollar donation right 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 yeah yep. so that's that yep. so we're, we're gonna we're gonna do some of that 
and then also we're going to have a very special Valley Sports Rewind scheduled. That's going to happen 8 p.m. Tuesday during the Greek Give. Valley Sports Rewind is uh, Mike Kenichi is a derby guy, and he is like a like a derby actually valley mm. sports uh, i don't know savant yeah, yeah he's unbelievable he's um, he comes here every week and he interviews former athletes and current athletes and he just knows everything he has no yeah. the guy does not come in with one nothing's written down there's no notes it's all just right there uh he's got like a photographic memory when it comes to sports so anyway he's going to be in here doing a live one right uh, on our facebook page he's going to be interviewing the uh Derby uh, track and field coach, Derby's track team and cross country and whatever else those people who run around. Uh, they are they're a powerhouse, you know. They're, they're it's it, without even thing. having a, a real they don't track. Have a track. <laughs> like, the yeah. high school doesn't have a track. Right, it's, they, it's, it's it's cinder. It's, it's sort right, of a track. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah well, it's, it's not like a competition. There, there's a round thing yeah, you can yeah. walk on, but it, it it's not. Yeah, you can't run on it. It's like the the ancient Greece Olympics sort of thing. Yeah. So we're we, I'm I'm dying to hear uh, get his story. Mm. You know. So so that'll be great. So a special Valley Sports Rewind during the Great Give Tuesday, May second, eight p.m. Facebook.com slash Valley Independent Sentinel. Then I got uh, Dave Leonard. Uh, he's a Bridgeport firefighter, well-known name in Derby. He does a podcast. I thought we would sort of uh, mix it up a little bit uh, at night for our brains, essentially, so we can recover. Uh, he does a podcast called Two Dudes Talking Disney. Dave's a Derby guy who is obsessed with everything Disney. I am not. <laughs> so we're going to tap his brain about traveling to Disney, uh, Disney movies, tips because he's he goes to disney like essentially every other day i don't even know how he does it he's he's there every other day uh so he knows all the ins and outs of booking a room and, mm. and all that kind of good stuff where to what, go like, where to yeah, go yeah, yeah, yeah he's an insider man he's an insider if you want to see this at this time yeah yeah right 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 so that'll be interesting then at 10 p.m tuesday during the great give may 2nd christopher bowen will be making an appearance christopher bowen Born and raised the Naugatuck Valley, moved Mark away. Calendars. Moved away for uh, a couple of years. He just recently got married, purchased a home in Seymour. There you go, Kurt Miller. So Bowen, essentially, he's a guy we've gotten to know just through Facebook and Twitter. Mm. He's just a reader who uh, comments a lot on stories, and he's sort of we, we say he's a, he's an unofficial columnist for the Valley yeah. Indy through his Facebook comments. So we like to bring him in once a year. Thank him for reading. And uh, last year we had him interview us, but I couldn't shut up. It was a lot of uh, pushback I got, particularly from Rick Dunn, who told me uh, I just talked too much during that interview. <laughs> so what we're going to do is that we're, we'll just – I want to talk to Bowen about uh, Slapshot, the movie Slapshot. <laughs> Bowen is a hockey referee and uh, I guess a former longtime hockey player who doesn't like the movie Slapshot, which I find offensive because that is a classic. And you, of course, haven't seen have Slapshot because you, you, you were we'll raised see. by wolves or something like that. I was not, you know. So that's really the Slapshot. Are we going to, speaking of Rick Dunn, he came in with Kurt Miller last year for a segment called Bash the Valley Indie. Is, 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 will, will that be, will there be a flavor of that with Kurt Miller's appearance? I don't to know. To lead off the broad, I mean. I mean, I you know, I thought about 
that was and it, greatest... you know it was quote unquote but it was you know in all in good fun bash the you know it was it was it was yeah. sort of like a, a I mean, gentle ribbing more than more right. than bashing and that was prompted last year because uh first Luckman miller and rick dunn who's the uh executive director right of, of the Naugatuck Naug- yeah. valley council of governments they had taken umbrage with some foi related uh, uh complaints informal complaints we had made Oh uh, right, so right, right. That's what okay, prompted yeah, it. So yeah, I said, yeah. well, well, instead of us yelling at each other on uh, through email, yep. let's do it during a fundraiser. So uh, I don't know. I, we don't really. Add, there's, no, there's no one really mad at us no, right there, now. I mean, there are at least two people who are really angry at us, <laughs> but that's legitimate anger. I don't know if that would. I don't know if they would agree to come on and, and talk about why they hate us. Uh, and but I didn't. I didn't. You know, the, the schedule this this year's schedule because I guess the. You know, it's known in the nonprofit community that we do this, so the schedule filled up in a day. Mm. Uh, so I did. I, that's I didn't schedule that. I, I did some other stuff instead. I'm sure uh, they'll, they'll we'll we'll get you know we'll get a smattering of that throughout the 36 hours. I'm sure there will be. Yeah, and there also I should just note real well, quick. It, it, I doubt it'll be free from critiques. There are some nonprofits who've been on previous Valley Indie Great Give webcasts. Uh, that I haven't scheduled at this point. I do have some, still have some openings. Uh, but the other thing I think we'll do is just give out our phone number. And I, if people call in, we can put you on speakerphone. It's not, it's not the, it's not 60 minutes quality uh, uh, audio, you know. But that's an option. And the, the number is 203-446-2335. Because one thing that always happens is somebody uh, always gets hurt that we didn't invite them on or we couldn't schedule it but we're, we're trying the best we can we don't want to overload the schedule because then it just becomes untenable and what happens is there could be a technical glitch we need some wiggle room or if someone shows up late and then someone shows up early mm. suddenly you have 16 people in this office and it all just falls apart it's a tiny office yeah the fire marshal would would shut us down if that happened it, it just it just becomes too much to manage i think that happened our first year i i mean we didn't schedule that much but i had a couple in a row and it was yeah, just kind of disastrous yeah. so we're doing these what we do it's, it's basically there'll be guests at the top of every hour and the guests will go for 20 to 30 minutes and then we have a half hour to sort of organize everything to get it onto valleyindy.org because we also have to share this information and we'll also be i mean what, what we totally knew this year is because it's on facebook assuming facebook doesn't throttle the heck out of us You'll be able to, you being the, the listeners or, or the readers out there, you'll be able to comment along to ask questions of the guests as this is happening. That's right. completely yeah. different than years past, and frankly, it terrifies me. So, all right, so then Wednesday, May 3rd, this will be day two, right? The, the Great Give starts 8 a.m. May 2nd and continues until 8 p.m. Wednesday, May 3rd. Uh, there'll be our first guest, and, you know, he actually hasn't, committed to it yet but our hope i won't go too into depth but i I wanted to have an area firefighter on to talk about a famous arson case locally Uh, i thought that would be nice to sort of uh, a throwback you know a a throwback whatever it is wednesday Uh, so that's what i'm planning there i haven't gotten that we haven't firmed that up yet Uh, then we have team coming in diane stroman and possibly uh, others are going to come in 10.30 a.m. on Wednesday to talk about team. And, and one thing that's going to be, I think, a theme we'll hear with all these nonprofits is the budget uncertainty. Right, Every year, yeah. I mean, I'm sitting there, I spent uh, 10 minutes at the beginning of this podcast to talk about how difficult it is to generate revenue 
you know, despite we have you know, 13,000 followers on uh, Facebook, that's a 13% of the Valley, 5,000 on Twitter, all local, you know, those mm. aren't, those aren't fake accounts. Those are actually people. We have a, we have a loyal cultish like following on social media and yet we can't ge- generate uh, revenue like you could uh, for media outlets back in the day think about team and all these organizations all these nonprofits that do all this great quiet work that really help people who need help the most in our community they are under the gun in terms of the federal budget in terms of the state budget and i think you'll hear that over and over again may 2nd and may 3rd during the great give uh, then going on, I see, oh, okay, I skipped it. I was like, it's just blank on this piece. I was like, oh, apparently I just erased everything else. Uh, this is interesting. We, we have asked uh, donors, and, and we're talking about new ways to try to generate uh, revenue, not ask donors. We've asked sponsors. We, we, I put out a bunch of emails uh, offering sponsorships to some of the area businesses and some of our, our corporate uh, bodies or entities that exist. And so far, we've got one. One person who's agreed immediately, than zero. immediately agreed to come on. And basically, we said, hey, if you, if you donate for this amount during the great give, uh, you have 30 minutes to come on and talk about whatever you want to talk about. Jay Carlucci from the Do Drop In, that's at the intersection of Roosevelt Drive and North Avenue in the city of Derby, immediately said, I'm in. I don't even know if he realizes what, I don't even <laughs> think he read the, the, the email. Uh, I mean, hopefully he did. Mm. But uh, he's going to come in and, and the Do Drop is a great valley business you know i'm actually looking forward to talking to him not just about his business but uh to me it's like he, he showed up he took this place over and <clears throat> as i my mouth is dry and they're even getting press from outside the valley i just saw that they were mentioned in uh forget, like a city bites blog yeah yeah, yeah. you do in right. connecticut magazine they show their up their steak in. their wings their craft beer selection he was like it's sort of a i mean he really just uh, him and his wife kenna have just really built that mm. uh, place into something. It's, it's basically a tourist attraction at this point. It's like Roseland. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of a time I drive by and there's not. You can't even. You can't get in. To be a lot of people there. Yeah, and I've yeah. witnessed that. I mean, I yeah. live right near there, and I've seen that happen. It used to be a place that would not be busy, it's and sort now of like a off. Well, it's not off the beaten path, but it seemed that way. Well, know? that's what yeah. I want to talk to him about. Yeah, everyone. I think it's been discovered, and people think it's like their hole in the wall. But it's mm. like no, this this place really uh, does well. So I, I mean, he basically he showed up and he puts out a good product and he's committed to it and they're real professional and and i think that's why yeah. they've had the success they have now jay probably won't want to now he'll cancel because we've been talking about <laughs> it. but he's not a guy he'll come on to talk about other things yeah, he's yeah. heavily involved he does a they do a ton the of charity work life. the relay for life heavily involved in all that and i'm sure he'll want to talk about that uh instead of his business so maybe we can get him to do both so anyway that's that's the do drop in is sponsoring a segment and we're extremely grateful for that uh, then we're going to have at 2 p.m. I've got a couple other feelers out there that I haven't confirmed yet, so I'm skipping around. But we're going to have Linda Coppola, St. Mary's St. Michael School, and Father Tiano are going to come on from St. Mary's Church to talk they were about. Here last year? Right? They were here last year. Yep. They were great. They were mm. great. Yeah, I think we pulled them together like at the last minute. We yeah, might have yeah. actually been underway and they decided to come in. But uh, uh, Principal Coppola was one of the first people to reach out to me and say, hey, We'd like to do the Great Give interview again, which is awesome. That means they actually enjoyed it, I guess, mm. and maybe it helped them. Uh, that is awesome. So I'm, I, I, I'm, I want to talk about uh, Catholic schools. I mean, it's a. We talked about nonprofits being uh, under the gun, money wise. Same thing with Catholic schools. They're they're yeah. closing left and right. That was a, sto- a school that was on the chopping block a couple of years ago. The parents uh, turned it around. 
uh, and then she uh, retired from Bradley School, Derby School, educated for many years, and and jumped over to the school where she went to school, and and really turned it around. So I'm looking forward to that conversation again. Uh, I have an idea. This hasn't been confirmed yet. But, you know, I talked about how I want this great give this year to be reflective of what the Valley Indy does every day. So Kurt Miller talking about budgets. Uh, The other thing I want to talk about, we're having, you know, a a throwback Thursday type thing where someone comes in and talks about an old arson case. Mm. I want to talk about asthma. And I've asked some people to come in, two people to talk about asthma and why the rates are so high here in the Naugatuck Valley. And that comes from the Valley Community Foundation's community index that uh, VCF and and Griffin Hospital teamed up and a bunch of other people to put together last year. It was one of those things. One of the findings was we got to do something about asthma. Mm. So we're going to have a topic-centered discussion, I hope, instead of just a nonprofit uh, here, this is who we are, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we'll have it uh, story-based. So I'm really looking forward to we can get that to happen. Uh, then just moving on, this I'm really excited about this. <laughs> this could be a disaster, or it could be good. Get ready to throw tomatoes at your computer screen, possibly. Uh, we're going to have a, a X-Valley Reporter Roundtable. Mm. We've invited a bunch of former Valley news reporters to come on. Sorry, we didn't do sports. I don't know any sports guys uh, or women. We're going to have Jody Gill. Mm-hmm who launched this website with me in 2009. Before that, she was at the Hartford Current. Before that, she was at the Republican American, where she covered the Valley for a couple of years. So she's going to come down. We have a tentative yes from Melvin Mason, a former Connecticut Post reporter. Derby resident. Derby resident, covered the Valley right out of the uh, Elizabeth Street, Connecticut Post office. Mm. He's going to talk about what was it like to, to cover the Valley. What was, uh, what was the best thing about it? What was the worst thing about it? What was his most memorable story? Uh, Kate Ramuni, who covered the Valley for many years mm. for the Connecticut Post uh, when they had their office on Elizabeth Street. She's going to call in. She's actually uh, she's working at the register. She has a meeting that night. So I asked her to call in. And I got I mean, one thing we got to ask her about is Kate was the one. You think back when we first launched, there was the terrorist the living in Faisal shelter. Shazad, yes. Yeah. A terrorist. Yeah. Not a good one, thank God. Just, uh, right, yeah. He, he, he brought his uh, car, made a car bomb, tried to detonate it in Times Square. Kate went through his garbage. So we're going to ask her about that. Uh, and uh, and broke and a gonna, pretty big story. It was great. From, it was really from good. Getting, from doing that, yeah. I mean, it was just, yeah, it was the, uh, it was, it, she, it was she good. Had, she had went through the garbage, like, after the FBI. And We're going to ask her about all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, cause the, yeah. Cause it is a, there's it, some confusion about that. I yeah, guess. we're going to ask her about, uh, I just, I just, I'm just dying to, to talk to her about that, to really live that. We're a couple of years removed from it now. And then, uh, last but certainly not least, we're going to have Joe Musanti on. He is from the Evening Sentinel days. Wow. I've actually never met Joe. We've corresponded over email. Uh, his reputation precedes him. Uh, whenever I talk to somebody, uh, like in City Hall or, or former Derby politicians, they always bring him up hmm. as a guy who was tough, resourceful, and fair. So I'm looking forward to talking to joe about what it was like to cover the valley hear his perspective what you want to be as a reporter basically i guess so yeah so uh and then and then this is going to be we're talking about we're we're going to try another remote another live remote 
Because that's what, hey, you know what? That's what the Valley Indie does. We talk to people. We're essentially uh, uh, condensing a week worth of news into a 36-hour period, which is all going to be carried live on Facebook.com, Valley Independent Sentinel at 7 p.m. Is it May? Or did I go ahead a day? When's the, when's the hearing? With oh, Anthony that's Sonia? May 2. That's the, oh, the first day. Rewind. Well, thanks for letting yeah. me skip over that, man. I got to put that in the schedule, actually. I should probably. We're going to carry live during the Great Give a public hearing taking place at Ansonia City Hall about a redevelopment plan for downtown uh, Ansonia that was mentioned earlier in this broadcast. Basically, they want to put a police station at a former office building on Main Street. And uh, this is the first time the public is going to get to weigh in on it. Sell to other city buildings, to developers, and, you know. Tune in. Yeah, yeah. Tune in. Uh, so, you know, h- how cool will that be? We're going to have all these nonprofits. We're going to have all this stuff happening. We're going to have, uh, hopefully singers from center stage. We'll get them, uh, assuming we can get a Wi-Fi connection. And then we'll have, you know, meat and potato local news coverage, but carried online live. Mm. And there uh, was like, Facebook. I don't know. I've, 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 I've never been convinced of like the, you know, the worthwhileness of that. Um, but because uh, like like where I was growing, where I grew up and stuff, the there would there would be like public access where they'd show meetings and like oh. nobody. I I was I th- I thought I was the only one watching it growing up, but you uh, on Monday or Tuesday Tuesday, dude, you would uh, from our Facebook page you did live video much like we're talking about. Uh, you did that from the Derby planning and zoning meeting, and it was like thousand like we got a lot of people watching that and. Uh, there were yeah. a lot of people at the meeting too, but like a lot of people watched it and even commented saying, thank you for doing this. And thank you for, for uh, broadcasting this live. Cause I couldn't go to the meeting, but I wanted to, you know, see what was happening. The so, Valley's a news. So town. that was good to see. Yeah. That's one of the great things, you know, like the Valley's the Valley, right? And one of the reasons we exist before I was hired here people got together and wrote a grant application. I believe Paul Bass was involved. I, I assume uh, perhaps uh, Jamie Cohen, the former head of the VCF, was mm-hmm. involved. But I, This was before me. But they argued, you know, the Valley is a distinct place. You know, we're not Waterbury, we're not Bridgeport, we're not New Haven. Those are also distinct places. But we're located in the middle of all that. Mm. So we tend to get ignored in every way possible. You know, when the, when the media started consolidating and closing print newspapers, it happened first in the yeah. Valley. I mean, the newspapers uh, from all of those cities had Valley bureaus, right. and they do not anymore. Gone, 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 gone. Uh, so I think there is this craving for local news. People like to consume news here. They like to read it. They like to watch videos. Uh, they they, they want to see their government in action because we're our own distinct place. Uh, but for us to continue, we need your help. So that, that'll be uh, Tuesday going back. That'll be 7 p.m. We're going to try to try to do that live. And then skipping back to Wednesday, we're essentially, I mean, I've, we've got a couple more feelers out for people for Wednesday. I don't, I don't, I don't want to say exactly what they are. They could be uh, interesting. But the whole thing will wrap up at 8 p.m. Wednesday. And that'll be it. That's our Great Give schedule, essentially. And we're going to print, print this uh, on the website. We're also, I mean, just in advance of this, I sent out about 100 postcards to donors. Uh, I think we had about 147 donors last year. I sent out 100 postcards reminding people that this is happening. And on those postcards, we asked for $100. Uh, if, you know, I know that's a, it's a big ask. It's a lot of money. 
but we could use it and it will help. And it's, an, it's, a, it's a number that'll have impact. It's a dollar amount that will have impact on this organization. So if you can't give uh, that much, if you could give $25 more than you did last year, we would greatly appreciate it. I'm also, we just uh, drafted an email we're going to send out to our donors who were nice enough last year to donate at least $100. Uh, it's a small number, but they're basically the backbone of this organization. That's going to happen. And I guess in the next couple of days, next week, I mean, this will probably post uh, Monday on whatever date, the 24th. Fourth. Monday the 24th, well, there won't be a heck of a lot of stories. You might notice Monday to Friday next week, we've, we're, we're, we're uh, not publishing as much as we usually do. We want to test over and over again uh, this live video that we're going to be doing. Uh, this is, you know, we're not media professionals in terms of broadcasting, uh, in terms of video production. We're two guys figuring this out literally as we go along. So next week, we're going to do a lot of tests to make sure we can do this smoothly and uh, i guess we should wrap it up so that's our great give and i apologize i'm excited about it you know this is an exciting time of year because one thing about the great give and you'll see once it gets started may 2nd 8 a.m you can go to the great give website when it's going and you can look up these different charities you can look at their tax records you can get an idea of what they do and then when they come in here and they talk about what they do it opens it up you know i know it's dry it can be boring uh reading about uh, nonprofits. you know maybe you're bored to tears right now maybe you're just waking up and good you woke up at the right spot but you'll hear them you'll hear the passion in their voice and and, and they'll talk about why they do what they do uh, so the great give it's a motivator like i find uh, it's, yeah. it's you'll you'll you're compelled to get out your credit card and to make donations and you'll want to donate to all of them uh i, I swear to you you'll you'll want to donate to all of them when you come in and hear their stories I and mean, mm. when they talk about it, it's really an awesome event and like you know i've said this many times when the great give first happened i don't know what it was it just sort of happened and we were a member i didn't even yeah, yeah, i didn't yeah. even i don't even know if i knew until a day before that we were actually uh participating because we're part of the online journalism project and they publish uh you know the new haven independent and us and uh the branford eagle uh but when you give it specifies the the valley independent sentinel uh so anyway but i just got caught up in uh how inspiring and motivating it all was so I, I, I'm excited. I don't know what are your thoughts. I mean, I'm terrified. We'll have technical problems. I'm yeah, terrified. The- I'm terrified. I've maybe forgotten something that I that I should do. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts heading into this thing? Yeah, that's the. I'm. It's. Uh, I'm always trepidatious about you know whether all the technical stuff will work, but you know that's just crossing that bridge when we when we have to go over it you know one thing but, we might uh, want to try to do next week is uh maybe go down to new haven hit up harry their uh their yeah, radio producer they, guy who's like he's the live video expert the obs expert and i've sent him a million emails and he's basically like anytime anytime harry maybe you can come up here though because <laughs> maybe that's what we should do i'll have to email him or i'm asking him right now harry if you're listening uh because we have it set up but we need really somebody to come here and make sure our settings are good because we've had weird stuff where we we had that audio. yesterday or last year, but like they were fine, and then our technical expert left, and then we screwed and then, it all and up, and then again. we just we just threw it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this year it's we we've we've that's what we tried last year. We tried to use our our uh, you know these mics yeah, that we're using yeah. right now, these good mics, 
but we're just using a USB mic. We're going to put it in the middle of the table. What we're starting to, or what we ran into problems the last week or so, is the uh, the the audio doesn't match the video. There's a delay, and it looks like a like an old kung fu Bruce Lee movie, which is fine. I mean, I Enter the Dragon's a great movie. You know, he beats you know in, in the one uh, Return of the Dragon where he defeats Chuck or, Norris or a, a very hairy or Chuck, like a, a great Sergio movie. Leone uh, right. spaghetti. You know, anybody other than Clint Eastwood talking. Yeah, so it can be distracting, and I rather not have uh, you know like a nonprofit leader come in here and and pour out their hearts and it seemed like it's, he's Lee Van Cleef it's and just yeah yeah once yeah, upon yeah. A time in the west so we got to work that out somehow but that's why next week I mean that's why I'm not planning to put out a lot of stories we're going to mm. try we're going to annoy people you're going to get if you follow us on Facebook you're going to get a notification every day saying Valley Independent Sentinel is live live and it's not it's not going to be a car accident or a house burning it's going to be the two of us blabbing in an office just like we are now trying to figure out how to pair OBS but that's been one thing webcams. that's like as you know it's, it's only four years but like like technology is evolved. Like the the stuff that we use to do the first webcast, like that that infrastructure no longer exists. I don't think like Google yeah. Hangout and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, like everything I, just changes. So I much was talking. That. I was talking to Tom Harbison about this because I was telling him that uh, you know Google Hangouts on Air, which is what we right, use right, right. via YouTube essentially. Uh, he uses it for he he works at a, a Jones Family Farms and, and and they use it. He was just saying he used it like a couple of weeks ago. But uh, I found like the the way we used it in the past is no longer available. Mm-hmm. Where you can uh, get a lot of people involved and have two way conversation, basically because they stripped away a lot of the functions that we used. Because uh, I've used it for my uh, my, my other podcast uh, that I do non work related, and I've and I realized that oh well they've we can't have people join in. They have to you know be invited specifically, and you can only have so many people in the room, and it's really not conducive to what we want to do but that's why hey facebook live the you know facebook for better or worse is our lifeblood that's where the majority of our traffic comes from we're very uh, probably too much uh involved with facebook but i think this will be the most watched by far great give that we've done so it could be a spectacular failure or it could be uh exciting worthy opportunity for us and all the other nonprofits in the Naugatuck Valley and greater New Haven. So to wrap up, right, we're actually, this is our, I feel like this is our first like podcast we're doing for New Haven in a while. Uh, I've, I've let down Lucy and Harry over there a couple of times by just uh, not getting it done. We've had some, like we we posted one, but then we didn't post one. Mm. So I apologize, but I do appreciate Lucy and Harry understanding because I'll email them like a Monday morning. I'll be like, either mother morning, I'll be like, all right, here's the podcast. Mm. Uh, or uh, guess, oh, sorry, guys. Uh, you're gonna have to play some of that uh, that, that freaky New Haven uh, local music you guys like. Play the best of Stern. It's fine. That's not. Come on, man. That's a joke. Let's go into the, the most read story since it's, it's some timeliness, and mm. then and then we'll I'll shut up. All right. This see these are the top five stories on ValleyIndy.org over the past week. That's a drum roll. Number five, cops dubbed him the Blue Shoe Bandit. That was a story about a series of robberies up and down Route 8 uh, for locally. I just love that police are still giving nicknames to yes that's just i thought that was only like the daily news yeah there's certain times when you're like you get a you're looking at a court file and it's usually not it's usually like pretty boring but like when you see uh somebody's been nicknamed by the police that's always a, a highlight uh number four man charged in seymour pot bust says it was for medicinal use this is a a person who 
reached out. Oh, that's that's a story we just published yeah, uh, this uh, morning or April last 20th, night. 420 at 9 o'clock. We just posted that story. Wow. Yeah, it's number four already. Let's let's let's, let's talk about that story for a second. There's going to be some clicking because I'm bringing up, I'm moving stuff around. But uh, the reaction from our readers, at least- yeah, It's got like 30 comments. I, I felt like, like we we definitely, I was learning things. I, the, the, it's just always awesome when you, when you write a story and you edit it and you put it out there and then your readers educate you on the issue. I mean, there's only so much work you can do before you publish a story and you were on deadline writing the story because the person was appearing in court today, which is uh, Friday, April 21st. But our readers, basically, there were a couple of people saying that, you know, great, yeah, you can use uh, marijuana for medicinal use in Connecticut, but they're saying it's so expensive, mm. it's a joke, essentially. They were saying that the law is completely a farce because uh, it's so uh, expensive to do. Now, I don't know if that's true. We didn't really, this story didn't expand its reach to compare how much it costs to uh, get medicinal marijuana in Connecticut compared to other parts of the country. But I just thought it was so cool that our readers were making those points. Mm. And then that's something that occurs fairly regularly with stories that we do. Like, you know, our one of the best reporters at the Valley India is, is the readers because mm. they tell us stuff that we don't know and that, that, you know, adds to our understanding of, and they, uh, they also like, they'll, they'll post something on our wall. If, you know, I noticed this while driving by, you know, X, Y, or Z today, like is something going on. Uh, like that's how we hear a lot about yeah. a lot of stuff and are able to, to bring it to the, to the rest of the people. And occasionally I'll, you, you- All right, that was Ethan Fry yawning. Yawn. Uh, listen, it's like 41, 42 minutes into this. We just had a major technical problem where we, we talked for a good 10 minutes. It was the best, probably. That was a great discussion. It yeah. was like, you know, it was like uh, Noah Hawley Fargo television season last last year. Just really, it was like a Quentin Tarantino. It was like a David Mamet. It was like the ABC always be closing scene at the beginning. Alec Baldwin, Glengarry Glenn Ross. Mm. But uh, I erased it all, and none of it, none of it taped apparently. So we're dejected, and I think we're just going to run through the rest of the. Uh, this is why we need you to give people yeah, during the great give May second and May third. Dedicated podcasting computer. Uh, yeah, if we yeah. imagine that, or imagine if we could hire a third person. Mm. Like at one point we did, we had three people, and we really hit our stride. Like the golden, those six months was yeah. the, the golden age of the Valley. For Indian. six months, it was myself, Ethan Fry, and Jody Gill. Uh, Jody was doing investigations. Ethan was covering the heck out of breaking news and, and anything that was happening in the towns. I was covering Derby and editing stuff. Uh, we really could use a third person. So if, <laughs> if anybody out there wants to make a large donation, yeah, we yeah. would greatly appreciate it. No, and that's like I'll, I'll be writing a story and like I'll be, have to refer to like a previous story. And if, if it was like from that time, it's like, oh, like like there were like I covered I covered stuff back then that like we, we like would just not be able to get to uh, now. Yeah. And it's affected Such us. Such as that. I mean, that's the state of journalism essentially yeah we're in the same boat it's like yeah we're 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 definitely that we're definitely stretched uh stretched thin what we try to do is not tell you we're doing more with less we try not to bs you the uh you know uh, seymour shelton do not get the same type of coverage that we gave them when we launched uh in 2009 or in 2012 where we had a third person it's just it just can't be done you know you don't we don't want to do we don't want to fill the site with uh a lot of 
half baked journalism. Yeah, so just pablum, you know, it's just rewriting content press for the releases. Sake of content. Yeah, 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 or just you know going to meetings and recording the minutes essentially and throwing them online. So we made the conscious decision to concentrate more on Ansonia and Derby because we felt that those are the communities that don't have really uh, any other media outlet dedicated to them. And I'll just point out that Patch, the AOL uh, online for-profit website that launched in 2009, never bothered to open up an Ansonia and Derby. So anyway, I wish, you know, donate during the Great Give. Everybody donate $30,000 each. Mm. If you all did that... We could hire another staffer and we could, uh, you know, go back to doing uh, that more exhaustive, complete coverage of places like Seymour and Shelton. Uh, Oxford, I'm not even mentioning Oxford. We just had to, can't cover it at all. We just, there's there's no way we could do that with just two people working full time. Uh, so anyway, sorry. What's N- next? Number three. This uh, has been the longest top. Woman injured in Seymour House fire. That was overnight, Wednesday to Thursday. I think you went out to that. I d- actually no. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, it was. It really. It did. It, it read like it, huh? Yeah. Come on. That that that's Good worth job. a that's worth a hundred dollar donation. That story right there. No, what happened was well, just uh, like that. You had you had published it at four a.m. So well, you know you what had, happened. Yeah. Well, I sprained my ankle a couple of weeks ago at a, a Boss Baby coming out of a, a, a movie theater. I, my ankle's still swollen. It still hurts like a son of a gun. I've been sleeping on my couch because it's the only place I can sleep, mm. and it bothers me. So anyway. I went to bed at like 10 that night and I woke up at, I, I think, 2 a.m. And I just looked at, you know, as, you know, I don't know if you do this, but I always wake up in the middle of the night and I check to see what alerts and fires mm. I've missed. And, and I saw that. Uh, but what I did, though, is I just looked on social media. And in this day and age, people will post the photos to social media. It's embeddable. Yep. Uh, it's out there to the public. I don't feel like I'm stealing it. I don't take a screenshot and then... You know, I just yeah, embed yeah, it. Yeah. I just uh, I put it in, and that's how I was able to get some information on that based on what was being said by the public, you know, in the public domain out there on uh, Twitter and the Facebook. Uh, and then I did get a hold of, uh, and there was some media coverage, like Fox 61 had something in the middle of the night. It's like I said, they must hire parolees, and as part of their community service, they force them to walk work overnight at the area uh, assignment editors at TV stations because, man, that is a uh, got to be a lonely job. But mm. they had some information. I linked to them. There was a cameraman from one of the TV stations. I, I, I linked to his. Was able to get something together. But I did interview the uh, deputy fire marshal at probably five thirty six a.m. Okay. and was able to get. He was great, and he's also the department's PIO, and was able to get something in there in what seemed like a timely manner. And that's the other thing about the internet. It's like if you're if you're three hours late on a fire, it's like you're you're totally missed it. Where the Evening Sentinel had 16 hours yeah, yeah. to report would, uh, Like I think about the my deadline's first job totally in journalism different. and it's just like we had a, we had a, it was an afternoon paper so our deadlines were in like in the morning. So like if something happened overnight, it was like we, there was just no stress whatsoever. It's like, man, whatever. Like I've yeah. got nine hours to, to, before I even have to start writing about this. Yeah. Um, and yeah. now it's, or to, and to a lesser extent, when we worked at the News Times in Danbury, where like that was the only newspaper within you know 50 miles probably so like nobody else was doing that sort of thing uh before like patch and and those types of uh companies started so sort of take your time and now yeah that's completely different here yeah yeah people uh email us asking what our deadline is and i'm like i all the time minutes ago yeah yeah it's like if somebody sends a press release and asks when i when can you get it on 
I mean, either if there's nothing going on, I'll get it on right now. Otherwise, it could be two weeks. Yeah, just, yeah. You just never know. Yeah, it's just the luck of the draw with those uh, wherever it shows up on Extra Extra. Also, I'll just note that, you know, traditional newspapers that I worked at, you had something called a news clerk. You even had a librarian. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a lot of that, uh, the, the press releases that you and I spend half a day sitting down, and this is why we hate PDFs, people. <laughs> Stop sending us PDFs. But we type that stuff up. We edit it. Uh, uh, guest columns and all that so if you send a 6,000 word guest column that you're assigning us work you should donate <laughs> uh, but other places there's other staff that do that not here like we don't just market the site we don't just produce these podcasts we you know we're doing that mm. sorry uh, number two Shelton developer buys former life touch property in Derby a story so good it got a shout out from the Derby planning and zoning oh, commission chairman during their meeting Tuesday uh, oh, you know what? I should state something on the record. I actually made a, I don't know. I actually spoke at that. They're talking uh, about rezoning all this land, including land that's essentially, I live on Hawthorne Avenue. If you fall down my backyard, you'll get hurt because it's a cliff, but you'll land on Park Avenue. And on the north or south side of Park Avenue, the rear of all those old industrial uh, buildings. And uh, I expressed a concern that I'm seeing industrial uses Probably, I don't think the PNZ is even aware of it. There's mm. illegal uses going across the street to the residential zone, uh, and I brought that up. And I mentioned Quick Pick as one of them. I didn't mean Quick Pick specifically was doing something they're not supposed to be. I just was trying to. I'm talking that location because the commissioner wasn't that sure where. That property, was. okay. I, I was just trying to use it as a map point. Try, mm. Drop the pin on the map as one of the. Uh, I mean, they are annoying. They they did. Uh, they have a parking lot that they use for God knows what. It's annoying. But uh, I was talking about other other properties there. There's like construction yards that have somehow. Yeah, that's an interesting neighborhood because it's it's a, like literally you have that uh, you know old brick industrial sort of factory hundred year old buildings and then twenty feet across, across the, the road street. is the yeah. single family homes. It's, you know, yeah, like they probably prob- the factory workers from a hundred years ago like built those homes. Yeah, they probably should have left now, yeah. left those as uh, as woods, and it would have been more of a buffer zone between mm. uh, yeah, the. It, yeah, it's too. It's it's sort of ridiculous. And nice houses, uh, but and now because those you know the uh, industrial uh, buildings which have been sort of underutilized for so long, they're starting to come online. Mm. So, like, there's a brewery being planned uh, that Bad Sons Brewery is on the way. So, I wonder if there'll be more uh, sort of competing uses there. Uh, God, I would love it if that was like a playground. But anyway. But, yeah, the, the Shelton developers bought, bought the, the Life Touch property that's in downtown Derby near the Route 8 south entrance. So, we'll see if yeah, that's, something me, happens there. Let soon. me tell you how cynical I was with that story. Right, I know they the 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 developer came to a P and Z meeting, and I think the register in the post covered right. it, and it was an informal discussion. Mm-hmm. That I mean, since we, we launched in two thousand nine, there have been so many. We're going to sell it any day. Yeah, 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 we're going to buy yeah. it. I ignored. I was like, I'm not writing about this because <laughs> I'm like, this is just another BS harebrained scheme that's not going anywhere that I've seen. Like, you know, I've been burned on that story again yeah. and again where a realtor's like, I got a guy. He's he's hot. He's hot. To tra- he's going to go. And it, it doesn't happen. But this, I was wrong. It's a, it's a legit thing. The guy bought it. So mm-hmm. so there. Yeah, yeah. And then like that's, I don't know. I think that's a th- sort of a theme. Like, you know, well, it, it's it's sort of like 
we'll, we'll like when some when somebody puts iron when skin in the game like you yeah. know we'll because we'll, because we have done that over the years a lot know. of times yeah uh like oh this guy says he's gonna do this and it's right. you know once bitten twice shy we're gonna get a whole thing. fools in an apple and store that's, that was like you know talking about like previous jobs i've had like an at uh, like the first newspaper i worked at there was one person's full-time beat was just development it was manchester mm-hmm. connecticut so buckland hills mall the evergreen walk in south windsor but you have, you could have a person doing a story a day just of that nature um saying that so that's like another you know we're uh we don't ha- always have time to uh, to do that sort of speculative yeah. more speculative type of thing and just drawing another distinction and it's a more reason why you should donate to the valley indie on may 2nd and may 3rd during the great give i mean you look at other places they have court reporters dedicated mm. court reporters dedicated police reporters we do that we're 16 beats wrapped into two people. And uh, number one, by far the most read story, hundreds more Derby man killed in Seymour crash. That was Friday. A uh, follow-up to that two, uh, all just an awful story out of Seymour last Tuesday. Um, a 20-year-old man from Derby uh, died in a car crash in Seymour. And on Friday, uh, a pastor from Derby from the fifth fifth street was it i think he's from um organized a sort of uh showing of support for the 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 man's grieving family and hundreds of people turned out it was just a really powerful uh you know thing to see uh just even the visually um much less like the, the 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 things people were saying it was just a really powerful message really so no surprise that that was by far the most read story of the week um but yeah that that i those that five stories really shows you know the runs the gamut of uh all the different stuff we do just in the space of of one week so uh we need plus, your help plus we taped the valley sports rewind this morning that'll post uh next week i have to edit it mm. and this podcast will post on monday the 24th assuming i can edit it uh, in the next couple of hours. So there's always something. And, you know, if you go to facebook.com slash Valley Independent Sentinel, starting at about 7.30 on May 2nd, you can watch us. You can go behind the curtain <laughs> and see the sausage get made. What other cliches are there? Mm. Uh, we're going to do a whole day during the Great Give. It's it's sort of what the Valley Indie does condensed into 36 hours. We're going to have, we're going to interview nonprofits you can learn about what they do and how you can help them during the Great Give. And then we'll have lots of wacky stuff uh, where you can uh, support us or not. I mean, hopefully do during the Great Give, uh, May 2nd and May 3rd. And I guess, is there anything else you wanted to add, Mr. Reporter Ethan Fry? Just help us watch watch May, May 2nd and 3rd. It'll be a lot of fun, if nothing else. Facebook.com slash Valley Independent Sentinel. And while we're doing interviews, we're going to have to work out the logistics. We're also going to try to embed the live videos once they're concluded on our regular valleyindie.org page. Because I know I'll hear from people who say, I don't do Facebook. Mm. We're going we're gonna to try to serve all our masters here. It's not the easiest thing to do, especially, uh, I mean, just in terms of the technical aspect of this because my computer is going to be overheating. It's yeah, going to yeah. be slow. Be a, uh, there's going to be a lot of bandwidth being used. You'll be able to it's hear gonna, the fan on Eugene's computer. Yeah, probably. yeah, yeah. It's. Yeah. Good. I mean, if you think, I mean, and I've tried to tell this to some of the uh, nonprofits who haven't been on before. I was like, if you've ever watched cable access, 
that's the vibe we're going for. <laughs> but just take it down a couple of notches. Yeah. If, less professional equipment, and it's just yeah. an ugly office. I mean, multiple cameras, at least, I guess. But, but webcams. Static, yeah. yeah. It's so, not like we have people manning them. But but I don't care, because it's like, you know what? It's a great event, the great give. Even if you don't give to the Valley Indie, it's a wonderful event. It does a lot of good. It raised over a million dollars last year for area nonprofits. It's a great community event. I strongly encourage that you watch just to watch uh, and laugh at us, you know, go ahead and uh, you can make fun of our failings if that's what, that's what happens. But I can't say enough about the old great give and, and that's it. There's something else I wanted to add, but I'm just going to shut up at this point and uh, sign off. We've done our podcast radio duties for WNHH 103.5 FM. Although we didn't do the 15 minute. Uh, yeah, I don't I keep forgetting yeah. to do that. I'm, I'm sorry, Lucy. That's what you're listening to. I'm really sorry. WNHH LP 103.5 in New Haven. Yeah.